Thank you. Hey, guys. Hi. <laughs> it's good to see you. My name is Fiona. I'm a member of this church, and I love it. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was up here, and as much as I love the church and everything, I really didn't want to be up here. I was really stressed. Um, I'm studying at the moment theology, and sometimes it just feels like your brain is exploding because you're learning so many new things. And then you've got essay deadlines, and I was up here, and I was just like, oh, God, I just want to go home, you know? <laughs> and I just really wanted to go home to the point where I sat over there in the kitchen. I'm really sorry to whoever was preaching. I sat in the kitchen during the sermon, and I was like, if anybody's going to come and talk to me, I will literally burst into tears. You don't have to come up for prayer ministry for me now. I'm fine. I'm fine. I was just really stressed that day. I was just really, really unwell. And I wonder what you're going through at the moment or what's overwhelming you, if that's exams and essay stress, if that's problems in your marriage, if that's financial problems, if there's struggle in your family, if you feel really disappointed, I don't know what's overwhelming you. The good thing is that um, in this book called the Bible, there's this poetry bit, which is called the Psalms. And they've got Psalms, they've got Psalms of lament, which means it's Psalms of like everything sucks. And then they've got Psalms of praise, where it's like, God, you're so good. And today I'm going to read from one that's kind of connecting, both of them, where you say, oh, it's really not going well. And then it ends in praise. And I would love to speak to you guys today about the transformation and the movement that happens from storm and worry through faith to praise, from storm through faith to praise. Let me read that psalm to you, Psalm 93. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty and he is armed with strength. Indeed, the world is established, firm and secure. Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. The seas have lifted up, Lord, the seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves, mightier than the thunder of the great waters and mightier than the breakers of the sea. The Lord on high is mighty. Your statues, Lord, stand firm and holiness adorns your house for endless days. I don't know if you're anything like me, but sometimes, you know, when I read these praise psalms and we're singing all these God, you're so good songs, and I'm not in a good place. I really feel like that's for like the elite Christian. You know, the ones up here that meditate on scripture for three hours before they go for a morning run. And I just sometimes feel like, oh, like, I know, I know that, I kind of know that that's true, but I don't see it in my life and I don't feel it right now. And sometimes that can be a bit struggle. But this amazing movement that I can see in Psalm 93 is a movement from storm through faith to praise. And I find that movement particularly in verse three where the psalmist is talking about, the seas have lifted up, Lord. And in the Old Testament text, seas, and um, maybe in your Bibles even, is floods and literally rivers from the Hebrew. That stands for often chaos and feeling overwhelmed. I don't know if you've ever felt overwhelmed. Not the best feeling. It just stands for chaos, maybe even something evil. And if you know a bit about the history from the people that have written this poetry, so they basically were in Egyptian slavery. God got them out of there, so they're running and they're trying to get towards this thing called the promised land, so they're going there. They have an aim for something and they're going. And so they're getting out and then they see the Egyptian army behind them and they're like, well, that's it, great. Now we're out, now we're gonna go back. Um, and then God parts the sea for them so they can actually walk through. 
So that's an amazing story. That's an amazing story. And I don't know where, where you are at today and what is your storm. If, if, if you're 3,000 pounds in debt, or you've got student debt, or you're stressed, or there's somebody ill in your family and you just haven't seen the breakthrough, then the psalmist the psalm goes through this. He goes again, the seas have lifted up their voice, so there's trouble going on, there's real chaos. But mightier than the thunder of the great waves, and mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. And you can see this movement from the seas have lifted up their voice, the storm, through proclaiming and faith, they're but mightier. And then it ends with this praise and the, proclam- the proclamation, the Lord on high is mighty. I love this faith bit. I think it's so amazing that you can actually proclaim something. And I would love to illustrate that with a story that is told um, in one of the Gospels in Mark. And it's a story about this woman in Mark 5. And she has been having problems for 12 years. It's a very long time. 12 years. And what happened to this woman was that she started bleeding 12 years ago and she didn't stop for 12 years. And what we know about this woman is that she probably had quite a lot of money because she went through thousands of doctors and nobody could help her. Then she probably went through her servants and nothing helped. And she, after 12 years, you've probably lost quite a lot because in that culture, in that culture, there was a real like honor and shame culture. And guess where you are when you've been bleeding for 12 years and lost all your money, right? Like really low on the shame scale. And so Jesus with his mates um, has just started his uh, miracle working thing. They've been walking around. They've been healing people. You know what we do every day, I wish. They've been healing people, driving demons out. You know, their ministry just started. And they're um, in the synagogue and this guy comes and is like, hey, Jesus, you need to come. Like my daughter is dying. Please come. You have to heal her. So Jesus takes his disciples and they're on their way there. By that point, though, imagine there's this guy and he's been running around, driving out demons, you know, healing people. He's quite famous. By that point, just imagine right now, the scene is probably something like Oxford Street on a Saturday. Loads of, loads of tourists, loads of tourists. And you're kind of like this and you're like, I wish I wasn't a Christian because you're really annoying. And people just stop in the middle of the path and they're just looking around for a few minutes. And you're just trying to get through. That's the kind of thing, like a concert. You're just like this. And they're walking, and suddenly, this makes me crack up. I find this hilarious. Suddenly, Jesus is like, who touched me? And his disciples literally go, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, which one didn't? Probably the guy up there, but I think everybody else had to go, you know? And they're just like, what? what do you mean? And Jesus says again, who touched me? And I think that when the Son of God, the Son of God who was part of making the earth the very ground we're standing on. If he has a question, I think we should pay attention to that. What he does is honoring this woman. And she said to herself, it says in scripture, that she said, if I just touch his cloak, I will be healed. And you can imagine, so that was her faith, what her storm was, you know. She probably had financial problems. She probably was homeless, she was in pain, she probably lost all her friends, I don't know if she's ever seen her family again. And I don't, I don't know how, how much storm was going on, how overwhelmed she felt, and still she stood up when she heard that Jesus was coming, and still she came, and she threw herself on the ground, and she said to herself, when I touch his cloak, I'll be healed. And guess what happened? 
as soon as she touched it, she could feel in her body that she was healed. It's just another example of this amazing movement from storm through faith to praise. And what happens next is that she falls down at his feet because Jesus finally gets her out. And it's like, who did that? And she's like, well, me. Um, and he honors that. And he goes to her and she says, daughter, by your faith, you've been healed. When I'm talking about having faith in storms, I really don't want to belittle what you're going through. I just want to make that clear right now. And because I know that life gets really rough, you know? Life gets really rough and sometimes at church we can just feel like everybody's so happy, you know? We feel like that's maybe not the right place to be when you're struggling, but it is. We're family here and we, we journey together. That's what faith is. We're journeying to it together towards Jesus and we can be really honest. And I'm not taking your pain, I'm not talking your pain down. I'm not belittling what you're going through. When I read this again, and I was, I was just reading about the seas have lifted up, Lord, one thing that came to my mind, because I've been in Bible school since I like, could walk, because my dad is a vicar, and we always had to go to church on Sunday, so I was in the Bible school, and there's this one story, I don't know, probably most of you guys have heard it, but this put it in new light for me, and it's a story where Jesus walks on water, and we always say it like that, Jesus walks on water, Jesus walked on water, how nuts is that? How crazy is that? Jesus walked on water. Anyways, and then so in the Psalms, um, it says the seas have lifted up their voice. And in the Gospels, there's another story in Mark where Jesus has basically just fed 5,000 people from a little boy's lunch. And it's now sending his disciples to be like, yeah, you guys go with a boat over to the other side. There was like this big lake. And their disciples are like, yeah, okay. They're going. And then this massive storm comes. And it's not like a nice storm, you know, when you get good wind, sailing is fun. It's not one of those storms. It says that they were so frightened, they literally thought they were going to die. Bear in mind, they've just seen Jesus providing for 5,000 people. And now they're in this situation, the storm comes up and they're saying, oh, this is it. This is it, we're going to die. And then Jesus comes. And it says that Jesus um, walks on the water and he's nearly past them, you know, and then they recognize him. But they don't recognize him. They're like, oh, it's a ghost. Sometimes from far away, God can look like fear. But as he comes closer, they recognize him. And there's this guy called Peter. And Peter's like, well, if it's you, Jesus, let me walk on water. That's very brave. And what Jesus does is he says, come. And Peter steps out on to the water and he's not only stepping out on water he's stepping out on God's word come in the bible it says that we walk by faith and not by sight we walk by what we hear from God we walk on God's word and we don't walk by what we're seeing and sometimes when we're in storms that's a real challenge because we feel so overwhelmed and we're so defined by what we're seeing and we're letting the circumstances define us and what we're seeing is like God is absent but we walk by faith and not by sight. So what happens is that Peter steps out and he walks on water and he walks towards Jesus and everybody's probably like, whoa, you know, that's crazy. And he is walking on water. And then he starts to look at a circumstance and he's realizing what he's doing. And guess what happens? He starts to sink. 
And Jesus, obviously being Jesus and gracious, he gets him out again, he grabs his arm, he drags him out. But sometimes that, that's how I feel sometimes, you know, I've just seen God providing for me, feeding 5,000 people, you know, with a little boy's lunch. I still wonder, by the way, how they got the little boy's lunch from the little boy, if they, if they were really kind, or if they were like, give me your fish, you know. But um, they've ju he just fed 5,000 people with a little boy's lunch. They've seen that, like that just happened. That just happened. And then he walks on water towards Jesus and then he starts to look around and looks at his circumstance and is like, I'm walking on water. I can't do this. This doesn't make sense. And he goes lower. And in the psalm where it says, the seas have lifted up their voice, Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. And maybe you're in debt and maybe your marriage is really tough and maybe you've been bullied at school or something is happening. But with this faith bit, when we move on to the faith, then we can still say, God is mighty. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were over at the other site at St. Albans, and in the service, we've been singing, um, you are good. You know that song that's like really repetitive, and after 10 minutes, you're like, what are we doing? But yes, it's really good. I love that song. I really do. And whilst we were singing that, I really had the sense um, that we should maybe talk about um, what it means to actually sing that you're good when we're not in a good place. Because that's quite a challenge. It's really rough. Um, so I was just getting prepared to say something. I was like, and then, then Richard came up leading the service. And I was like, oh, I really wanted to say something. And then he got us to the front and um, made us talk about it. So that was really cool. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's just really rough. Um, and what I can see in the psalm, just this movement, you know. You don't just go from storm immediately into praise. That's quite hard. You can you can go by God's grace, but sometimes it's more of a journey and you step out in faith and you're actually prophesying and proclaiming something into your, the future where you don't feel like it's true because when you look around and you, you don't see that God is good at the moment, but you can still proclaim that he is good. To me, that is a real thing of perspective. And sometimes when we're in storms or when we've been ill for 12 years or when we've been in financial debt or we've been dealing with depression or our parents just got really ill, we often stand there and are like, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to live with this? When actually we can shift our perspective and we can go from the how to the who is going to get me out of this? Who can I turn to? And who can I look to in these times of, of trouble? When things are hard, can I still proclaim, even though I don't feel it, that God is good and by faith and by that I can move towards praise? What I just, what I just started with, um, when I was up here and I really didn't want to be here and then I was in the kitchen and I was like, I'm going to burst into tears at any second and I really want to go home. But something in me was like, no, go back up. And I was like, oh, no. I've, I've, I can't tell you how much I really didn't want to go up. I just wanted to sit there and you know sometimes when you just like being miserable, just for five minutes, you know, just like, oh just want to sit here and drink a hot chocolate and just be grumpy. But um, yeah, so I decided to walk back up. 
and we were singing the song called Reckless Love, and I loved it, and I kind of got into a bit of the thing for worship, you know, but not, not as much as I would want to, but I was still kind of like, oh, I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. I was still in the storm and in the, how am I going to do this? And I didn't really know how to shift into the, through faith to praise and proclamation and to the who am I looking to. And I didn't really know how to do that. And um, I was standing up here. And then we finished the song and I was like, okay, what's going to happen? And then I moved forward to the microphone and I didn't know why. And I was like, what's happening? And then I opened my mouth and I started to sing. That was really scary because I could have literally been singing. I wasn't thinking. I could have literally been singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Stone. I was like, what am I doing? Um, and then I started listening to it. And it was just sometimes God gives us like spontaneous songs or just things for us to pray in that moment just because he's so good and he was there even though I didn't feed him. And I started singing that thing that he gave me, was just pour it out, let your love wash over us. And I didn't feel his love at the moment, but I just started singing it and I started proclaiming it. And by proclaiming that, I started to move from my storm and my how am I going to do this further towards the praise, just by having faith and stepping out. And I don't know what you're facing this week. I don't know what's coming towards your way on Monday or what's been happening at home what you've been going through, I don't know. But just imagine what would happen if we would believe the things that this book tells us. If we would believe like the psalmist that God is actually mightier. Yes, I know there's cancer, but God is still mightier than cancer. Yes, I know there's divorce, but God is still mightier. Yes, I know that there's financial debt, but God is still mighty and God is still good. This book to me is a book of radical love and encounter where a God of love who made all of this chose to come towards me and all my trouble. And trust me, God is not afraid of your storm and he's not afraid of what you're going through and he's not afraid of people having depression or having really big problems. He's not afraid of that. He doesn't step back, he steps towards you. And now it's with us and we can make this tiny, tiny little step of faith like the woman who was bleeding for 12 years and the psalmist who says, the seas have lifted up their voice, but still you're mighty. And sometimes we don't feel like it. We really don't. The good news is that God is not defined by what I'm feeling and I'm not defined by what's around me. And rather than letting my circumstance define me, I can look to God and I can look to the one who defines me and to the one who made me, and to the one who cares for me, and to the one who trusts me. I wonder what would happen if we would, if we would start believing what's actually in this book, and what's in the Psalms, and what the things have, what things they've said, and what Jesus said when he was walking around here, you know? If we would start believing that, and just stop just putting it on mocks and fridge magnets, and it looks really cool, or posting it on Facebook. But what if we would actually believe that God is healer God, that God is mighty, that Jesus is here right now? This wasn't planned, but I just had the sense earlier that um, maybe tonight can be a time of where we fix our attention back on Jesus. Like when Peter was walking on water and you kind of feel like maybe you're in a place right now and you're walking happily on water and everything's good and you're like, yes, Jesus. But maybe you're in a place where you're a bit troubled and you can feel that right now. And I just have the sense that what Jesus wants to do right now is to help you fix his eyes back on him and he's telling you, like he told Peter, come 
and you can do it and you can step out in his word and you can trust his goodness and his provision. And if you just, if you just feel like you're sinking right now, um, I'd love to pray for us right now. I'll finish. Um, I'd just love to pray for us right now. And if that's you, just pray with me in your heart um, that we would fix our eyes back on Jesus and go from the how am I going to do this to who am I looking to. Let's close our eyes together. Jesus, we love you and I thank you. We thank you that you are God. Thank you that we don't have to try so hard, but that storms don't stop when we step out, but storms stop when you get into the boat. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence. And I pray, would you be near us in our trouble? Would you enable us to open our hearts and fix our eyes back on you? Would you help us to not be defined by our circumstance, by our school grades, by our relationships, by our financial status, but will we just be defined by you? We thank you, Jesus, that you're healer God, that you are the God of provision and the God in whom we trust. The Lord on high, you are mighty. You are robed in majesty and you are armed with strength. In Jesus' name, amen.